Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. You know, I still I still get a bit jealous that you get to go first every you can, time. Anytime you want, mate. Anytime yeah, you I, plan. When I butt in in any, front of you, you're like, you do whoa, 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 it's not the same, it's not the same. I don't like it. It's not the same, it's, it's arguably better when you do it. Yeah. When I say arguably, I mean arguably. <laughs> Who's arguing? <laughs> We've got to plug ourselves, and this this yes. week we've, we've heard a lot in the coronavirus world. You've got to keep that R rate below one, Tobes. Right. But when it comes to the podcast, we want you to keep the R rate, the replication rate, high. as high as possible. So my challenge to not you, Tobes, okay. but to all our listeners, is to go out there and not just tell people, two people about us, but to steal their phones, <laughs> download Apple Podcasts, or one of the other we podcast We also have platforms. Instagram. People know we've got Instagram, but... I have forgotten we had Instagram, <laughs> but we have Instagram. Okay, it's Super Rugby Podcast on the gram, and we'll be doing sort of weekly little bits and bobs, and we'll be asking you guys questions on the upcoming games, and uh, we'd like you to comment. We're also on Twitter, we at are. Super Rugby Pod, and we're on the Gmail. The Gmail, yeah, Do which you remember is that? Uh, the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. And I say you never do any research, Toes. And I'm obviously That's wrong. the only research I've done. <laughs> so the first breaking news up, and probably the biggest story of them all, yes. is even the English now are wading in and they're saying that this is like 1995. This is the moment where we must have the global game. 1995 is when it turned professional yeah. after Joan Lomu yeah. shook the world Literally, it was England. Was so, yeah, but also, I tell you what, you know, for all England's faults and whatever, they've they've finally got on board, haven't they? They have. The only problem is that it's they haven't given the memo to their clubs, and neither have the French. 
No. So basically now, as it stands, we've got the Irish who want to go global game. Yeah. We've got the Welsh who want to go global game. We've got the English who want to go global game. Obviously, the whole of the Southern Hemisphere want to go global game. Yeah. But no one's told the French and English Premiership clubs in the top 14, they've got to get in behind. And they're now saying no. And this is what we were talking about last week. So Premiership rugby and then the French... Top pro, 14 top or Pro 14, 13, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, top 14, yeah. They're, they don't want to borrow They're it. saying, well, no, because it's going to directly affect them. And they want to make as much money as possible. They want as many games as possible. They're like, no, it's not going to happen. Why would it hinder their money? Surely the global game will bring more money in. The global game brings more money to world rugby into the into the national sides. Right. But it's not going to bring more. Oh, sorry. R- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the same page. And now. saying that. You get a lot of money if your players play for. Like, let's say I'm a Saracens and I've got, you know, pretty much my whole squad playing for England. Yes. Then you get a lot of money from England for those players yes, to be released. Of course, yeah. And the British Lions. In fact, Mara Atoji, it was going to make more financial sense for Saracens to keep him because he'll get paid a lot from England and a lot from the British Lions. Yeah. Wasn't worth offloading his his fee. No, true. So it just shows how much they do end up paying. Yeah. The next breaking news is the old swing low sweet chariot is up and saying, people are saying no. Yeah, but who are these people? It's really former hookers. <laughs> yeah. Brian Moore. Well, like, Brian Moore, right? Come on. <laughs> former hookers. That, that's a different <laughs> podcast altogether, mate. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just go on there. He is an interesting guy. I think he's just using this to... Sort of get his get a Twitter bit of publicity, uh, yeah, publicity. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about this is I've done a bit of research into this, and, and I understand. Is that him there cheering? That's him cheering, mate. Yeah, guy's an ugly bugger, isn't he? He is an ugly bugger. Yeah, he he's got a good lockdown do in that picture I've provided right there. Um, <laughs> I just think it's very very interesting that this particular song. Now, the roots of the song is actually. I really like it. Well, it's, it was written by a slave who was freed from slavery. So without even well, realizing What else would he be freed from? <laughs> but, but it's really interesting because there doesn't seem to be any... I mean, apart from the slavery part that he wrote a song about being free from slavery, and I suppose no one singing it in England knew what it was. No, that's true. But the only other people that tried to ban the song... Were the Nazis? That's interesting, isn't it? Wow! So I just hope that uh, political correctness doesn't get the better of us here because it's not a song celebrating slavery. Is that why it's come up? Because of all you know, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and I think actually, to be fair to the RFU, they've done a great job in slavery in and all that sort of thing, making sure that you know that it's spoken about yeah. because it brings publicity to that movement. So what should the chant be now? Roses are red, violets are blue. I don't That's like why England, England smells you. like poo. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two there, Brian. You come to us, mate, and we'll give you uh, we'll give you some uh, information. Oh, yeah, but it's just interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. And as someone put on another podcast, and I won't you know, publicise anyone else's pod- podcast, it's just the Super Rugby who, podcast. Yeah, the grandson of the person that wrote. That song, right? Knowing that it's still sung today at Twickenham every week, in front of eighty five thousand people, yeah, 
probably fills them with a bit of pride. You'd and, think so. you know, you do need to think about that type of thing as yeah. well. But it's good that it's spoken about because by speaking about it, it means that... Well, there's know, a bit more awareness because right. I didn't know what it meant. <clears throat> no, neither did I. And, and, yeah. and that's why I've looked into it and it doesn't seem like there's anything untoward, uh, you know, behind the song. Right, yeah. You've got the next story yes, up, I do. Though. So an NFL player, okay, his name is... Mr. King. Mr. King. King. We'll call him Mr. King. Why why are you calling him Mr. King? No, you called him Mr. King. No, no, but why why are you pausing and then you allowed me to call him Mr. King and you said, yeah, we'll call him Mr. King. Because I can't actually find his name (laughs) to try (laughs) and pronounce it. Oh, here we go. Market King? Market King, yes. Market King. Why don't you spell it Market? Anyway. That's for another conversation. He has come out and said, his tweet, and I'm quoting, if I played rugby, I would dominate it easily. Now. Name another NFL player that's dominated rugby easy. I'm not sure any have converted from NFL to rugby, but I know a few that have converted from rugby to NFL, the likes of, you know, Jared Hayne. Did you know that John Alomu once got... Um, approached by NFL, I could imagine that he yeah. would have been a hell of a player, hell of an NFL player. Um, also, Wade from he's an English boy, Christian wasn't he? Wade, yeah. yeah. No one's really. Uh, um, I know there's been some kickers, some kickers now, have done it, yes, some punters have the, done it. Um, Scottish boy, uh, Gillen. Yeah, Jamie. Uh, yeah, I think it's Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Gillen. Yeah, from Murchison, Murchison Castle. Yes, where Zach Mercer and Stanford McDowell. Yes, that's also right. So went. Yes. We also work with uh, Zach's yeah. father. Anyway, so this NFL bloke, Mr. King, is actually a kicker. Okay, so he's a kicker. So he's a kicker. So he and would he have he to could dominate. Rugby. I don't. He think would he have could. to learn how to tackle because kickers do not tackle. No. He would have to learn how to run the game because kickers in the NFL game do not at all. They just kick and then run off. <laughs> yeah, there's no point wearing a helmet, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's that's sort he of what he's come like out with. Doesn't look like a kicker with. there, does he? No, not at all. He looks actually quite a scary bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with him now after looking at his picture. Yeah, so that's his claim. I'd love to see it. Now, why do you think there hasn't been more NFL players moving to rugby? Because they don't get to wear pads. Because there's no money. They get paid. They get paid huge amounts yeah, in the NFL, don't they? See, he's now playing for XFL, which is a tier below NFL. So that's probably why he's sort of making those claims that hopefully a club will be like, well, go on, we'll, we'll take you up on that. Where I think there's a huge crossover is, and potential is obviously the sevens. Yes. Huge crossover potential. But you don't the need sevens. a kicker. No, but he Unless might. he's he, absolutely rapid. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he is. I'm guessing he is because, you know, well, it's either a really naive comment, which is quite possible, yeah. or he's got some skills to pay those bills and he can kick. We should actually look him up, shouldn't we? The next one there, mate, is the Leon oh, yeah, McDonald sorry. turning yes. the Blues into the Crusaders. <laughs> Just because the Blues have won... Two, Two games. games in a row. To be fair, they did have a good start to the Super Rugby, as in the old version, not the Aotearoa version. So yes, yes, they yeah. He's got a long way to go. Do you know where I think he 
Okay, so the Blues traditionally have had the talent, yes, but not the belief. Well, it's more the 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 city that doesn't really have the belief. The players, mate. The players. Do you think so? Yeah, the players. Surely the players go. Yeah, the professional athletes. Nah, mate. Trust me. Trust me. The pl- players never believed they could win. I very rarely trust you. Always, this is the t- another there was time where an I'm excuse, not going to trust you. I mean, you look at their team last year. They could. They had the talent. Yeah, they had the talent. Great example of they had the talent. They didn't have the belief in key moments. But what they've done, what Leon's done is, he's actually introduced some old heads, some really experienced players to that group. Joe Marchant, an international player, parachuted young, in. Young international young. player. Dan Carter coming in now. Although yeah. he's not playing that much, even Tana Umanga, Umanga yeah. being... That the backs yeah. the coach, the defensive coach, I think he is. And then you've got Bowden Barrett. I mean, you don't get much more experienced and world class uh, yeah. than that. And then Patrick, Patrick, Big Patrick. Oh, how good has he he's been? He's been playing. amazing. Yeah. They've got dynamism. Yeah. They've you know, got they've, speed, they've got size. So there's, it's <clears> great <throat> for New Zealand rugby because a lot of Auckland boys going off to high school who might have been thinking about possibly playing a bit of league, going to having maybe possibly moving another part of the country, can now play rugby and think, I'm going to be part of a great franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I think it's building the fans back up as well. You know, they're actually winning. Well, you know, you know that first game? Yeah. You know that crowd? Yeah. There's the biggest crowd that Super Rugby has pulled in 15 years. Ridiculous, eh? That's Ridiculous. including finals. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Also, so is, is he turning them into the <clears> Crusaders? <throat> so the Crusaders traditionally have got, they're not just going to win this year, they're going to win the, the next Crusaders, year and the next year. The thing with the Crusaders is that <clears throat> the Crusaders have had the talent, but they've also been able to kick on. The Blues have had the talent, but they haven't been able to kick on, and maybe we're seeing that slowly getting you know, the best the out cru- of their international... Do you know what the Crusaders have done... Well, over the over many many years, is they've recruited yeah. players who others have let go. Guys like Bryn Hall, yeah, true. Auckland let go of Bryn Hall, yeah, and then he becomes the next season, yeah, the best scrum half in the Super Bryn Rugby Hall competition. Was also at the Hurricanes. He's, he's before, he, yeah, bloody good player. Yeah, I like him. Good pass, great pass, and and he's. he's He's a dynamo, isn't he? Yeah. He adds something to the game. Um, really good interview. Do, do we think that England players, the ones that from Saracens and all that sort of thing, and now that COVID has sort of taken over Europe, yeah. they should come and play in Super Rugby? They're not playing any rugby in England. Oh, you mean like now? Yeah. Nah. It's too, it, nah. I it, mean, it's it, too late. And i tell you the reason why, because the only club that they could possibly go to would be... Uh, Highlanders, because they ne- they really probably felt like they needed the players. Well, hey, but they Tony, won. I know, but Tony Brown, being the coach there, is so TB, so pro the players that he's got. Yeah, you know, he he works with the players that he got. He doesn't try and you know sort of bring in others. Yeah, true. And and what would be the the the, the gain to have an English player? I see the reason why the Blues have got Joe Marchant because Joe Marchant brings the defensive side to the Blues. His knowledge from the defence, yeah, but they're not playing him. They're no, just they're not using him. him for their, you know, to to the, you know, to their benefit rather than to play him for his benefit. 
which I don't think is right. I hope, I'd love to see Joe Marchant playing on the weekend. Yeah. And getting his first run out for this competition. But yeah, the Blues, I, I think that he's on his way, but there's a long way to go. Crusaders, to be like the Crusaders, you have to be like them for 10 years. Yeah. You can't just do it willy-nilly no. for a year. But, he, you know, we've seen them, haven't we? We've seen them get better and better under Leon. Yes. And Leon obviously was part of, of that, you know, that Crusaders dynasty yeah. where I think he won three titles for the Crusaders. So that's pretty impressive. He was all right. He just ruined his head, didn't he? Too many concussions, Too many mate. head injuries, yeah. So, Kirtley Beal. He's off, mate. He's off. Away from the Waratahs, and he is going to Russing. Russing 92. Two. Great back line he's going to. Oh, my gosh. Fire. Yeah, absolute fire. Absolute Scottish fire. fly half, he's there, isn't he? Yeah, Irish winger, fullback, Zebo, yeah. Simon Zebo. Oh, I like him. He's yeah. quite an old boy, isn't he, actually? Yeah, he's been around, isn't he? Well, when I say old, he's probably only my age. <laughs> Still pretty old. He's not my age. That's, no. that's absolutely ancient. Yeah. Good on Kirtley. He's chasing he, he's, the money, isn't he? And well, he was, he's getting on, isn't he? He's not yeah. going to make another World Cup cycle. No, But he is available so. for the War- uh, for the Wallabies because he's obviously played over the cap. Yes, yeah. That you need to go back. So, yeah. Might be someone that Dave Rennie will use a little bit well, of. Well, he might use, you but know. He's a loose cannon, isn't he? He's a loose cannon, but he'd be all right coming off the bench a little bit. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of caps. Over the next couple of years. He's got a lot of caps for the Wallabies. He's quite experienced. He's quite level-headed sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Until he um, goes to the bar after the game. And then apparently he's not so level-headed after that. Yeah, but on I the think pitch, him and they're, Simon they're all Zebo, worried about the pitch. Simon Zebo is another one that enjoys a beer or two. So it could be fire on and off the pitch. Jeez. <laughs> right, match reviews. What do we think of the first game? Blues versus Chiefs. Half time. Half time is nineteen. Nine, nine points to ten, yeah. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs. I just put here for the Chiefs. Uh this might be really harsh. Nothing to say. No one player played that well. No one player played that badly. No. It just was a was a night to kind of Forget, I, I think, if we I look think, at their big players, Damien McKenzie, yeah, Aaron Cruden. Non-existent, non-existent, well, Aaron Cruden didn't have that. I think Anton Leonard-Brown was good in defence. He made a few crucial tackles, especially on, on Rico. He was, well, he was marking Rico, wasn't he? That's a tough mark, eh? I wouldn't sleep if I was a mark. <laughs> the only thing is, I probably would sleep really well, just in the knowledge that I know I'm going to wake up and get burned. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing I could do. Run over, yeah. Uh, I've put here uh, Mark, Mark Talia. He played all right, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's he's got to be in the All Blacks. Do you think so? Got to be, yeah. I think with the All Blacks, when they're at their most dangerous... But you said that just, about just, Caleb Clark last week. No, I did not. <laughs> oh, yes, I did, did not say I that tell you about what, Caleb Clark. If we rewind... Yeah, surely. old school rewind. Surely. No, Mark Talia's got to be an All Black. But I tell you, someone else that's got to be an All Black, Ben Lamb. No. Lamb's got to be an all black. No. Off the bench. No. Off the bench. Village. His defence is awful. Doesn't matter. Off his the passing bench. passing is awful. <laughs> his running, though. Yeah, his running his, is so, his... so fast. He's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Those thighs, eh? Um, Jeez. The only uh, Hoskins, the 2 2, absolute number eight. Oh. Unbelievable. He's one to game. watch. Unbelievable A young boy. game, yeah. yeah. Agreed. He, he, again, all black. 
that we're the, I'm going back to what I was going to say. You're throwing these All Blacks around willy-nilly, When the All Blacks you? are at their most dangerous, they always have a couple of bolters in their team. Last year, didn't have any bolters. No. No bolters. They needed a bolter. Sivaris was a bolter. Okay, apart from Sivaris. <laughs> George Fitz. They needed someone in the forwards. They need more than one bolter on the wing. Yes. Um, but they need some people that to keep the, the Oldens maybe a little bit honest. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say that Mark Talia, all black. I'm going to say Ben Lamb's got to be all black. And I'm going to say, I know that Ben Lamb's off. He's going off on one. But ben Lamb will never be, bench, will right, never be an all black. Change the game. We desperately need someone to change the game. Hmm. Sam. Sam knock, poor pass. Not, I yeah, don't, he, he's the weak link in that <clears throat> Blues back line, isn't he? He, first game, very poor kicking. Improved this week, uh, but then his pass too slow. Yeah, and, and 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 if you look at his opposite number, he's playing Weber, who who again had a good game, but not a no. But he's he's up there with one of the best in the country. Absolutely, yeah. Um, was it Finley? Finley Christie, yeah, okay, replacement yeah. number better, nine, better nine should be starting. Yeah, way better pass. Yeah. Way better pass, but brings more it, energy to the game. When we're talking about the passes, we're not talking about... Well, we are. We're also talking about the the speed of which he releases the ball from the ruck. So he's not sort of waiting for his backs to get all, you know, lined. They should do their job. Finley Christie is just getting rid of it. You're very much like uh, Aaron Smith. Yes. Very much. Ball there, ball gone. Ball yep. there, ball gone. Yep. Bryn Hall again, that, that yep. kind of... Agreed. Yeah. Even, I mean, Weber's more of a runner, isn't he, than, than yeah, the but others? But yes, yeah. So, but no, definitely. Um, Akira <laughs> Ioani, first game back, yeah. playing at six. How what do you your think? Thoughts? <laughs> uh, um, I, didn't, I didn't mind him there. Normally he's in number eight where he's got a bit of more freedom with his running, but he, he did okay. I feel a little maybe bit, not as prolific. Yeah, you you uh, you hit the nail on top of the head there, mate. It's uh, he he's a number eight, isn't he? Yeah, that was I playing think so. at six, but you can't take Hoskins Satutu out of no. the frame at the moment. He's no. he's absolutely on fire. Yeah, it's a pretty good back three, though, isn't it? I mean, Dylan, he played well. Shame about the yellow card. I think he was just too many. Too many penalties in certain areas. Well, he was... I did see it. We've got a good thing coming. Um, Offa Tuangafasi. You hear about the scrum machine <laughs> on his car <laughs> during lockdown. So he didn't have a scrum machine at home, so he got his ute out, apparently. You don't normally have a scrum machine at home, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> well, actually, he was one of... Um, but he was using his car... You know, as for scrum practice, ridiculous. He is a huge human. Uh, he he apparently he made something that goes on as the yeah, back on the of toe his bar, on the toe right, bar that yeah. he could push. So he's an all black. So he'll have one of those Ford Utes, those big Ford Utes. Love those big Ford Ooh. Utes. I want to be an all black. Ford, for if that. you'd like to yeah. sponsor <laughs> the Super Rugby Podcast, a couple of those bad boys. Yeah, that'd be great rolling around in England in one of those, wouldn't it? Oh. Don't know whether we could afford the petrol. Well, that's what Ford's there for. <laughs> now, um, we'll go on. Yes. Too many penalties. Way too many penalties. 
We're up to, Ru- we're, we're the up game. to 30 again. We're up to 30 again. Was it 30 at 20, penalties? At 22, 31 penalties in the match. At 22 Ooh. minutes, I've put too many penalties. Yes. Chiefs made a better start than the Blues. This is the only thing I would say where the Blues haven't started that well but then they've come, they've kind of built into the game, which is so different than they used to. They I used know. to start well and then yes. fall off. Well, because they didn't know how to win, but now they do. They can put out a game. Mm. 14 penalties at half time. I mean, it was very wet. That makes it more difficult, but it was. Yeah, I but didn't there'd know, be more knock ons, not penalties. I didn't if it was know wet. whether I was watching a Southern Hemisphere game or a Northern Hemisphere game because there was not a lot of razzle dazzle there. I mean, all we can say is the Blues looked very, very good at the back end of both of their first two games, which is a great sign for them. I would like to see Bodie have a bit more ball in hand. He's just not in a great position at fullback. No. He's he's a player, I find, that plays well when he has got the ball in his hand, always. Yeah. But at fullback. The Chiefs. What are you you thinking about the Chiefs here? If you're Warren... Gatlin, what what are your thoughts? You've played two, lost two. Arguably could have won both. I know that the final score here was 12-24. 24 points to the Blues, 12 to the Chiefs. But they did. They were in there for the first half. And then even... They were in touch, weren't they? You know? Well, they only scored three points in the second half. Yeah. Not good. Um, Swar- you'd be penalties. Worrying, you'd be worrying, eh? Because who who they got next? Mm, they got Crusaders in Christchurch. It could be three... I mean... Crusaders were going to go over that game, but they, I'm not saying Crusaders are going to win. I will be later, but I'm not saying they're definitely going to win. If they lose that three down after three yeah. games, they're they're out of the comp, that's for sure. They can't come back from that. Are we looking at penalties here? Go on. Well, you're talking about your whole three strikes and you're out. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. So well, are we like, doing that at the end? Did I, did I just no, ruin no, no, your no, moment? No, no, no. We can talk about it now. So last week I said one great rule change that would be really would be really good to implement. You wouldn't well, be. You, you said that, yep. Yeah, I did say that, yeah. But it, well, the great thing about this rule implementation, which is basically three penalties and you're off the pitch, you can't come back, but you can be replaced, would be that players would own the penalties. They would get to one and they'd be thinking. Crikey, I can't afford to get two more. Yeah. So they manage themselves. Now you said three is not that's not enough. No, I know. Over the weekend know. the two games, only one player yeah. would have been off the pitch. But it would have stopped so many penalties from happening. And that one player was Offer Toring Afasi. <laughs> no, no, he didn't get three, did he? Well, that's what I'm reading here, mate. <laughs> okay. Two players. Who did you think? <laughs> I'm sure someone from the Wellington game also got three as well. Oh, yes. The open side flanker. No, Duplessis, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you are correct. Duplessis, Karevi. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, you are. So those two, I doubt they would have, if they knew that they, if they got three, they're out. Mm. So, and it would be so easy to implement. 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 Yeah, that's the word. Thank you very much. <laughs> but do you still think three is okay? Yeah, because I looked at the last week's games as right. well. Not one player. Really? So out of two weeks, only two, only players, two players would have been affected <clears throat> by it. But it just makes you think. If you've, as I say, if you've played basketball before, yeah, 
you 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 are aware of it, and you yeah. go well. Like I can't be silly here. I can't go on for that fifty fifty. Might get penal penalised. Might not. So therefore, you just hold back, speed the game up. The only other rule change is if they want to simplify everything at the breakdown, they can just turn around and say, "If you're the tackler, you can't compete for the ball." Yeah. If you're the tackler. No clear release. Blah, 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 blah. It's not about just, clear release. Just, just get out. Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what's happening now. But like you're saying, if you make the tackle, you make the tackle. Nothing else. That's it. Yeah. And it would just clear up the right. So many of rugby's laws are hard to understand yeah. and hard to interpret, right? There's nothing hard to interpret. If you make the tackle, you can't. Yeah. Go for the ball. Simple, isn't it? Yeah. Simple. Second game, the Crusaders were the much stronger side, but it was a tight game right to the end. Yes. Penalties. Shocking again. We're talking about Loads. another 30 penalties yeah. in this game. The, the, the worry is, and this is what we said right from the word go, that the referees will then turn around, they'll be put pressure on, you can't give as many penalties away. And we'll just go back to and normal. And we'll just go back to normal. Yeah. And that would be that would be awful because yes. I do believe that we have to clear up the breakdown else we will have a slow game. Yeah. So the ref, the players have got to change. But also what they're doing now in this Super Rugby Aotearoa will be good for New Zealand in a whole. You know, when we then go to... Um, play other international teams we'll be a lot more disciplined you say that but only if the international referees start picking it up because if they don't then arguably the good it's hindering us the good yeah, habits maybe, that yeah. we've got into will be bad habits internationally playing under different rules so that's why I'm trying to say if if you're going to change your rules if you're New Zealand rugby union you're going to change their rules yeah. they need to change their rules in a way that won't penalise them internationally. Do you remember the good old days where New Zealand, the Southern Hemisphere, had a, had had a different rules? They actually had some different rules. Really? And one of those rules was that if a player, if you kick the ball through and the player dived on the ball on the ground, you didn't have to let him get to his feet in the Southern Hemisphere, right? But in the Northern Hemisphere, you had to let him get, to, let him get mm. to his feet. So every time New Zealand or South Africa or Australia went to the Northern Hemisphere, they got penalised for not allowing the player to get to his feet all the time. Wow. And that's the type of thing that you, you've got to get away from. Yeah. Else it will kill you. Yeah. It'll kill you. But it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Obviously, uh, uh, Cantab. Yeah. Now, one of our listeners mentioned here, Toes, which team are you supporting? Yeah. Which team are you supporting, Toes? Well, I, I, just, I just like supporting New Zealand rugby. <laughs> no, go on. So... The, for the last couple of years, you've always been a Hurricanes well, man. Well, I, I haven't been a Hurricanes through and through, though, have I? Just so sort which, of enjoyed... So which, so which team are you supporting? Well, <laughs> everyone bar the Crusaders. <laughs> Would it be fair to say that you might be supporting the Blues this year? Oh, yeah, I quite like the Blues. Is that because they're winning? No, <laughs> no, that's not because they're winning. I do support everyone bar the Crusaders. <laughs> To be fair to you, I'm I'm there. I'm I'm obviously a Crusaders man through and through. Yeah, but I, I like the Blues. Yeah, and I think it's great that the Blues are doing well. It's great for New Zealand rugby. It's like when the Highlanders do well. Yes, oh, it's I great love for that. New Zealand rugby as well. Yeah, 
But See, I because they normally lose, and the Blues normally lose. So I quite like the underdogs. They're not the Blues are not the underdogs. Definitely not anymore, anymore but no. they used to be. Anyway. So I just thought, come on, Wellington fans! Yeah. It was your first home game, oh, it was and rubbish. it was empty. Social distancing, awful. No problems. No, no problems at all. Good start from the Crusaders. Good start. Yeah, Severis is back. Cody Taylor had a good start. Oh, a very good start. Well, that first try that he scored was absolutely yeah. not him, but Severis' uh, score was yeah. awesome. I just thought also uh, another one to watch is old Billy Harmon. Yeah, at seven, he he's a he, heck of a player. Got good hands. Again, he's he's a young gun, isn't he? He's a young gun, yeah. And I like Duplessis. Yeah. I really like that. I really like. I know he's, he gives away a few penalties, but. He's someone to watch as well. Young guy, learning a lot from... South African boy, isn't he? Well, he's not a South African, though. I think his dad's... I think there's some... I don't know. I don't think... I don't honestly do not think he's South African at all, but... Well, his last name says <laughs> something different, mate. I know. Duplessis. Karifi. <laughs> it's also not a but Kiwi I, I'm pretty, name. Mate, I'm pretty sure I watched an interview with him. I think his dad just liked the name Duplessis. What, so he changed? That's his last name? No. No, it's not, mate. Oh, is it Duplessis not? Duplessis his first name. Ah. Karifi is his last name. That's a village. But even Karifi really is a South African name. Nah. Samoan or Tongan, mate. Right, I'm going to look this up now. Uh, ben Lamb for me. Oh, I've got, I got to be in the bench for the All Blacks. No. And the only other one I've got, um, Garden Bishop. Good little player, but can't kick. He can't no, kick, he eh? can't kick to save himself. S- typical New Zealand fly half. <laughs> <laughs> through and through. Good player, Come on, get some kick. English blood in you so you can kick. I thought for the for Crusaders' first game, it was a pretty damn good game. Good performance. They got penalised off the park, but I think everyone in their first game under the new rules was going to get penalised. Under the only thing that was real worry was the set pieces from both teams at times were absolute village. Yeah, we got the lineouts. They were like it was like it was like a kid at a party throwing a ball up, and everyone just sort of goes for the balloon or what you know. Yeah. It, was, it was just bizarre. Um, and every ruck, I had no idea which way he was going to penalise. The teams, no. and I think that's the biggest issue we got. Is yeah. when you're watching it, you're going, "Oh, is he going to? Oh, who's he going to penalise here?" You know, I look at it and think that looked fine. He penalised the team that I think looks fine, uh, and and that's both. You know, I'm I'm not doing it because it's Crusaders. There were at times where I thought he was going to penalise us, and he penalised them. Yeah. So, uh, so Duplessis Karifi. Go on, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Is of Samoan descendant. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in New Plymouth. <laughs> God, I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I can put my hand up and say I was wrong. Uh, yeah, the main thing that sort of got me was the, the crowd. You know, it was a good game. It should have been a game that was almost packed out because oh, there yeah, were tries. Been. should have been. There was some really good play. First game at home for Wellington. But it was also the first game. Oh, sorry, you just said that. Yeah, it was the first game for Wellington. Yeah. And, you know, you look at Auckland's first game, 45,000. Yeah. You look at the Chiefs' first game. It's full, but yeah. not full, but it's, it's, it's a great crowd. Dunedin, was pretty good crowd, full, you know. Yeah. 
then then you've got Crusaders. It'll be really interesting to see if the Crusaders can pack out their stadium because yes. traditionally they don't do that no, well. No, but it is a smaller stadium compared to the others, so it should be easier. How many can sit in there? 20? About 20 odd thousand, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know, uh, it doesn't sit well. I, I think the, the Blues have done a great <coughs> free tickets for kids. Yes. Free, let's get kids going to 40. Yeah. Free tickets for kids. You know, how much was it for an adult? No idea, but no, but it was free for much. kids. So what are the mm. kids saying? Come on, Dad. Yeah, can we go to the rugby Let's on go Saturday? Rugby. Yeah, I want to see my heroes play. I can yeah. go and run out on the pitch Sunday afternoon. Not even Sunday evening. It's a day game. But we so all, was that. Wellington we all love was a day, a day game. game. That's what I mean. Thought Colsey was good as well. Oh, he's he's always good. You know, we'd see he was a bit of a pest. He is. Even at the bar, he was a pest. Oh, really? Well, I disagree with that now. I think he's a legend. <laughs> he, he goes down to his club and he goes down there and coaches. Club he? Yeah. And when he got injured, you know, with all his concussions, he went down to the club and he was there on a weekly basis. Yeah. He has drinks with the old members. Yeah. He's just a great bloke by all accounts. A, a, a clubman. Up next though, Tobes. Yes. We are going to go over some listeners' questions. Right, Damien. So our first question is from Ian Kelsper. Not sure where he's from. Could be from outer space, mate. <laughs> he could be from Mars. We never know. We'll never know. Right. He has put your name first on the question, though. Can I just say, I'm, don't butcher which this. Which I'm quite disappointed about. <laughs> anyway. Right. For those that don't know. Take two. Actually, <laughs> take two, because Toby butchered it so badly <laughs> that he, he swore, so I had to then, we have to do, do this again. But go on, go on. All right, it says... Damien, <laughs> I had to zoom in because I couldn't see it probably. I'm sweating now. Pressure is on everyone, right. Damien and Toby, ever since I have known, New Zealand have seemed to dominate world rugby, which they have, haven't they? For a long, yeah, for, yeah, okay. Can you on. explain the reasons for this, why and how they seem to churn out amazing players and teams year after year? Many thanks for the podcast. Really enjoy it. Brings a smile to my face on a Wednesday morning. Okay. That, well, that was all right, wasn't you it? You did a good job there, mate. <laughs> Much better you. than the first time. Thank you. For me, this is an interesting one. We did a podcast a while ago. I think we've talked about it before, haven't we? If you are a part of the YouTube channel, you can go search for it. Who's who got the best schoolboy rugby set up? Yeah. And we felt that New Zealand did. But South Africa have a very strong yes. rugby set up schoolboy. And so do Australia, although yeah. it's smaller. Very good uh, schoolboy rugby yes. set up. Yeah. The, you look at traditionally who the best teams in the world are, they all have that in common. Common. Common, yeah. Uh, New Zealand, strong schoolboy yeah. set up. Australia, South Africa. And arguably, you could say South Africa probably have the strongest performing schoolboys. Yeah. But I would say New Zealand have the strongest set up, which means that this is like, you know, they're like a sieve. They take everyone in and the the best, best players stay in the sieve and obviously the, the weaker know, ones fall through. The weaker ones fall through or the mm. other way around, whatever mm. you, way you want to think about it. Whereas, especially England, not all players go into that sieve. No. So many players, they it have access to. School, it depends which school you go to. Correct. I think that, that then you get the 
you get favoured, don't you? That's right. And a little bit of that goes on for South Africa because it's it's a lot of private schools. Yeah, true. And so with Australia. So you've got lots of talent that is missed out. Yeah. Whereas in New Zealand... It's a free-for-all. Generally, if you're good enough, yeah. you'll make it. Yes. So they make the most of what they've got. So that's the first thing. They've got a big play-up. Considering there's only, what, four and a half million, five million people live in New Zealand... If you're good enough, you'll get the opportunities. And even if you're not good enough when you're younger, there are so many routes in. So we've got a strong schoolboy setup. Yeah. We've got a strong super rugby setup. Below that, you've got the uh, the, the provincial championship. Well, you've got grassroots, don't you? Even you've club, rugby. club rugby. Yeah. And you've got the ethos that, ethos that goes <laughs> with it. So, you yeah. know, that's yeah. been well reported that, you know, Richie McCoy used to sweep out the changing rooms yeah, that's and all right. those yeah. things. Yeah. The big thing here is the support network. You've got great coaches, mm. and you can see now other countries are catching up because arguably New Zealand coaches are going all over the, all over the world. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, their coaching has struggled over the last few years. South Africa, very good schoolboy coaching, yeah. but not so good super rugby coaching. No, and they've internationally they've brought people in, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, so that internationally they brought people in from England, yeah. New Zealanders in. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. But the big, big point of difference is coaching and if you're good enough, you'll get not just one opportunity. You know, if you miss out at 16s, there's an opportunity at 18s. Yeah. There's an opportunity at 19s. 20. There's an opportunity at 21s. And yeah. if you're good enough at club rugby... You can make the NPC team. Yeah. If you're good enough for NPC, you make the super teams. And if you're good enough for so super, you so make the All Blacks. Yeah, that's right. And there has been many players who have not got a super rugby contract, done really well NPC, and yeah. gone straight to the All Blacks. Yeah. I think Richie McCaw almost went from NPC to the All Blacks. Really? Yeah. He's a good player, though, eh? He was a heck of a player. But the thing that also I think is good, especially sort of New Zealand-wise, <clears throat> is that there's so much, so many people playing rugby that there's so many competitions for those spots in the team, as in either club rugby, school level, that it makes you want to be better. Yeah, competition for places yeah. is huge. Success breeds success, isn't it? God, that's great. That could be the title of t- this week's Super Rugby. Success, breeds success. success. Oh, we'll use that. And another one that we've got to pay, you know, some quite strong lip service to here is we also are blessed with the Samoan, Tongan yes, boys, yeah. Fijian boys yeah. who have family that live in New Zealand. They come over. We give them the opportunity for a higher education. <laughs> we rob them of their talents. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's happened for years and years. I know that, England has started to encourage maybe yeah. a few more Fijian boys, some on boys to go over to their to the elite schools. But on the whole, there's really strong ties between the Tongan, the Samoan, the Fijian community in New Zealand. Well, that's right. They come over before they even know about rugby. They come over as children. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, but a lot of them do. Yeah, they come over as youngsters because yeah. they've got aunties, uncles. There's yes, better ev- yes, yes, education yes, yes, yes. over in New Zealand. Yes, they don't come just for rugby. I mean, don't get me wrong; some do. Yeah, some, you know, you're right. Some New Zealand teams, some you know, club rugby teams do bring over the Islander boys and girls, but 
a lot of them do come over for education initially. Yeah, and that, and that when kind of they are that younger. strength and that gives us the power, the pace. Yes. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, They're phenomenal athletes that we might lack. Yes. You know, so you just wherever we're a little bit weak, we can just pull from. Of course, yeah. Uh, a ream of talent from overseas, where yeah. arguably other countries don't get that. Australia really relies quite heavily on them rugby being an international game, rugby league not being, AFL not being. I know that rugby league is an international yes. game, but it's really no, no, New I, Zealand, I, Australia, England. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, Rug, you know, if you play Union. Super Rugby, you're going to Japan. You go, you know, that's well, rugby you know, you're in going Australia. To rugby in Australia is behind cricket. It's behind AFL. It's behind rugby league. It's not a very popular sport. No. I think if you want to know... So this, what's his name again? Ian. Ian. Ian, if you want to know why New Zealand is so good at rugby in general... Now, I'm not saying that we're the world's best because we're not. That's South Africa at the moment. But if you want to know why they churn out good team after good team, good player after good player, go and watch St. Bede's versus St. Andrews, which was a game. You can see it on YouTube. You'll see why... New Zealand. Oh, it's got to be a Christchurch game. It's Go a like Christchurch Auckland game, Grammar yeah. or something. But yeah, just, yeah. Watch just watch New Zealand schoolboy school rugby. rugby um, and you'll, you'll understand yeah. why. There's big crowds. It means a lot to families. Yeah. The whole school normally comes and actually watches. That's right. They buy into it. This is, this is exactly the same in South Africa. Again, we're going back to the ethos, aren't we? Yeah, the ethos that goes with it. But there's the good coaching right yeah. from schoolboy yeah. all the way through as well. So you've got boys who – and also the weather – the weather helps. We we yeah. get we get the wet weather and we get the dry weather. Whereas yeah. Australia pretty much gets dry weather. Yeah, South Africa pretty much gets dry weather. So therefore, we've built games that mean we can play in the yeah. wet and play in the dry. Whereas England's always wet and they're yes. always playing on muddy, horrible pitches. So <laughs> that also helps us. You know, you can't yeah. take that away. You know, we we play in English conditions for part of the year and we play in Australian South African conditions for the other part of the year which is a big advantage to us. Next question. Shall I read this one? Yes. I feel I feel under pressure now because oh, I took should. the absolute rip out of you for mucking you up. <laughs> Hi, Toby and Damien. Oh. Do you like that? You yes. like them already, don't you? Cheers, David. It's great having you back on the airwaves. I'm a big fan of the podcast and have been an avid listener since episode one. What a guy. They what were some poor episodes. <laughs> bad. <laughs> They still are, man. <laughs> <laughs> a while back, you did a podcast on the top rugby coaches from around the world. But so much has changed since then. So my question to you is, who do you feel now in 2020 is the best coach in world rugby and why? This is from David Knox from Christchurch, New Zealand. Hometown lad. Knoxy. David Knox. So we've got a few names written down here, don't we? Yeah. I mean, you can't go without saying Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones has bounced around and he's done well, done very well. Uh, we've got Warren Gatlin. Razzy Erasmus. Tony Brown. Dave Rini. Razor Robinson. <laughs> Razor Robinson. Who's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when I first saw it, I was like, <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Mark McCall yeah. from Saracens. And Joe, Joe Smith. Smith. I've got a... Li- I've got a Right wing one, left wing or whatever you want to call it. Uh, But I'm not going to talk about him just yet. No. Let's go through Eddie Jones. The reason why he's on the list is he's done an incredible job with Japan. Yep. 
He did an incredible job with Australia. Yes. He did an incredible job with South Africa. Yeah. And, and now he's plying his trade with England. And yeah. I think he's better than ever. I, I agree. So you've got to put him right up there. Oh, yeah, definitely. His floor is at hard, times... He's hard, bloody hard to work with, I Hard think. to work with. And I think he has very set game plans that if the game plan's wrong, then he doesn't have game plan B. Can I also just say... I'm sure he does have game plan B, but I I'm just saying that's what it looks like from the outside. Feel, but again, if you want me to be your attack coach, I'm more than happy to come in. I, I feel that potentially Steady Eddie is one of those coaches that goes into a team to try and fix him and then needs to get out quite quick. This is the... He hasn't done it this time. Though, no, he? I know. That's in. what I mean. He's and sort it, of... It's looking even better. I, you know, I think he's developing. I'm worried, mate. I am oh, so yeah. worried, yeah. So he's right up there. The only chink in his armour is I haven't seen a game plan B. Whenever a team can kind of stop their game plan A, they lose. We couldn't do that. No, we didn't. <laughs> Warren Gatlin, he was, is he now? The Chiefs have had a wobbly start. He is yeah, a hell of a but, coach, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he is. He's a hell of a coach. Uh, impressive Wales mm. you know, performances. He can take a weaker team and make them very difficult to beat. Yeah, he Lions. Create, yeah, Lions, did well when they came. Wales for years have yeah. overperformed. Razzie. Oh, he did a good job, didn't he? I think Razzie's got the golden touch. He's done a is, good job. Is he going to be longevity good coach? Well, I thought or he was stepped down. The, does he, well, he's kind of like director of rugby now. So he, he kind of, he, I think he's picking and choosing. I want to do this part of the job. I don't want to do this part of the job. But he's got the golden touch. Apparently, he can make players do things that no one else can make them do. He just has a kind of a, a, a hotline to their brain to say, come on, do it for the lads. Yeah. And they'll run through brick walls for him. Yeah. So we've got to put him up there. But I just haven't seen arguably enough to say He hasn't that been around long enough. He has been around long enough, but... Yeah, but not... Not yeah. for the... Yeah, and okay. Tony Brown, hell of a coach, mate, but just doesn't want to be head coach. Does that mean he's Why? not the world's best coach? Yes. <laughs> he likes working with players. He doesn't want to... He's a great player manager. He is a great passer on of knowledge. He can... You, so it's, with, it's the hat. It's the hat. It's the He's a great kicker. Yeah. He's a great kicking coach. Uh, he's a great man manager. All the players like him. They work hard for him. Attacking wise, he really knows the stuff. But he does not want Defense to. Defense wise, not great. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you could see he was a doggy dog player. Yeah. And he brings that into his coaching. Great here. Great here. When he played. Great here. Dave Rennie. I reckon Dave Rennie's right up there. Eh? He's he's close to he the top. He could do great things with Australia. If Australia are looking for someone to dig them out of the hole they're in... Give them a chance. He's arguably the man for the job. Give him a chance. So we'll, we could hold this hold this here and say he may be up there, but we just don't know just yet. <laughs> so at the moment, I'm going to say... No, that's right. Not the world's best. How long are we giving him? Two years. I was going to say fact, No, just give him to the World Cup. World Cup. Okay. He could win the World Cup with Australia. If he does that, he's the world's best coach. Okay. That's for sure. Razor Robinson. Yes. You know I'm a big fan. Yeah, very big fan. You know I would have liked to have great seen Great dance him. moves. Great dance moves, yeah. 
I would the reason why well. he did not make get the job was his dance moves. <laughs> Maybe. I tell you who we haven't got in this actually. Just before we go back on to Razor Robinson, is the current All Blacks coach. Yeah, we don't. And there's a good reason for that. Because <laughs> you don't like him. That's <laughs> no, not not that I don't like him. I just think that anyone who Ian Smith, Ian Smith, Ian Smith, Ian Smith, no, no, Forster, mate. Forster. Ian Smith, the cricket <laughs> yeah. wicketkeeper. <laughs> the commentator. <laughs> He's a good commentator too, actually. Hey, um, if you need me, just give me a call. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, for, I just think if you take a team and in the year that you're about to go to the World Cup, you change your complete team, mm. I just don't think... Now, arguably, he's not. he wasn't the head coach, but he was a stable person in that in that sort of uh, leadership group. He had, he had a key role. He had a key role and they lost the World Cup arguably because they didn't know their team as well as the fact yeah. that they got absolutely thrashed by England. That yeah. didn't help. But I did not think it helped. I don't think it helped. What was the final score? Oh, 19-9? I don't, I don't, it I wasn't a thrashing. I can't even remember the us. day because I just burned it out of my brain. It was a bad day. Uh, so Razor Robinson <clears throat> right up there, Crusaders, yeah. title after title after title, coming in. I'm Everyone not sure. Everyone that works with them says he's amazing as well. All the players, all the coaches. Again, a great player manager. That's right. But he or has not manager, done it I internationally. Say. I was just about to say that. He hasn't had that international experience. So we're saying no. No. Mark McCall again, Saracens, title after title after title, yeah. arguably because they paid them too much. But let's not go over that. <laughs> We've all, uh, we all know that one. But you can't, he's come up with a great, I know he worked with Paul Gustard. I think he defense. is a very good man manager as well. And I think that he will get Other an than having all of the England players. Yeah, yeah. a little squad. bit of a stacked team. But he created well, you could, that team. You could also say that about Canterbury, couldn't you? Yeah, but he created that team just like yeah. Razor Robinson very created true. his team. You know, very yes, you've got the best players, but were they the best when they came to you? Also, the or Blues have had the best, best players yeah. sometimes and haven't followed through, but both of those men have. We've also got to chuck in there Joe Smith. Yes. Who, up until the World Cup, you would say was... He was... Up there. Right up there. Yeah. Attention to detail, there isn't anyone better. But he ain't yeah. international coaching and he's no. not coaching anyone at the moment. No. So we're Will saying, he get picked up at some point by someone? Yes, 100%. Who by? America? No. He, don't think so? I just don't know what he wants. No. I know that his son... Or who he wants. I know his son has health issues, so right. is he just taking time off before he goes spend, back in? Spend time. A guy like that, though, can't stay away from rugby. No. Can't stay away. So he shouldn't, have, though. He'd deprive the world of his rugby knowledge. Absolutely, yeah. Heck of a coach. Yeah. Heck of a coach. Now, I'm going to chuck one more in there, and I'm going to say... You did, and I'm, I have to agree with you. Have ben, to agree with ben you. Ben Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Ben Ryan... England sevens coach made England right yeah (laughs) the ninja another ninja made England sevens the world's best team at the time yes he also played himself yeah good player fantastic player yeah Uh, went and then moved to Fiji after falling out of love with English rugby which we can understand because he had people from the top telling him what to do when he was very successful and he took them to the gold medal at the Olympics no one else has managed to capture that Fijian s- flair. 
and give them some structure oh, and fitness yeah. and whatever. He's also the man behind the thought process of the Rugby X. He is someone who, in my opinion, could come over and do a super rugby team and do incredibly well. He could be the first he could be the first non New Zealander to coach in New Zealand and do incredibly well. We're talking about super rugby wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that um I'm talking about head coach. Yes. I, I absolutely rate him. I, I was really I rate to, him as well. To two days I had um on a well, course did, with him. Yeah. And was he good? Oh, he was he was I mean, I've gone to speak to a number of coaches, sat in rooms with another number of coaches. No one has impressed me more than really? Ben Ryan. And when I did the two days, he wasn't famous. So he hadn't done all these amazing yeah. things. He'd only just started with England. Right. He was only just on their journey. And what he was saying was just everything he said was gold nuggets just dripping out of his mouth, mate. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> So I, we can't say he's the world's best coach, but I'm saying he could be. Oh, he's by Whether hands. Not, he'll give the opportunity. Get yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's also up to him, isn't it? Out of that lot, though, Tobes, who is your number one? If we've missed someone, we do apologise. But there, that's our list. But who do you think? So we've got Eddie, Warren, Razzy, Tony, Dave, Dave. Great name, Dave. Razor, uh, Mark, Joe, or Ben? I'm going to have to say Eddie. I'm going to have to say Razzy. Razzy? I'm going to say Razzy. I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm going to say okay. Razzy. Eddie Jones took his best game to the World Cup and got beaten by Razzy's best game. Razzy turned around a team that got beaten by the All Blacks by 50 points a year and a half earlier, turned them into world champions that destroyed England on the day. Maybe that was luck. I doubt it. I think a lot of that was down to the fact that he outplayed not just the England team, he outplayed Eddie Jones yeah. in the day. I think Eddie Jones is a better coach because he's gone to, he's been at different teams and, been and successful. he's been successful. If you look at that Jap- Japanese team, yeah, nobodies, yeah. and then they went and bet that South African team. Who were Warranted. a good team? Listen, don't worry. I think Eddie Jones is, is before his time as well. Like he's doing stuff now that people think is crazy. Yeah, but actually that will become in a few the norm. years. It'll be yeah, the norm. Yeah, the norm. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying Eddie? I'm saying what Razzie. do you think as our let's, listeners? Let's what put do it on you the, let's think? put it on the Twitter. Who's better, Eddie Jones or Razzie? That will go up uh, tomorrow. Yeah, you'll have a week to It'll vote. Go up on Instagram as well tonight. Okay. And then we'll, 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 uh, we'll bring back the results next week. So talking about next week, we've got our weekend's matches. First match up is the Blues versus the Highlanders at Eden Park. Mm. 7.05pm New Zealand time. What are your thoughts here, mate? They've both. So the Blues, have. this is their third game on the trot. Yep. They've won their first two. Highlanders won their first one just at home. At home, uh, they've had a break, and now they're coming up to the Blues, which will hopefully get a big crowd again. Um, I think the Blues will be too strong because they've had two games to iron out the kinks. I would agree with you. 
they've Blues sort of hit their, they can now hit this sh- exactly. Blues by how many? Oof, uh, the Blues by the Blues by fifteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on that. Blues by fifteen. Yep, I, I I agree with you though. Highlanders will be tough to beat. Yes, they don't turn up anywhere. They're not. They don't do uh, hurricanes and fall apart. That's something that we didn't talk about. The hurricanes fell apart on Saturday. Yeah, they didn't play with the structure that they played with last week. The Highlanders always play a pretty solid game, and then hopefully, uh, you know, nick them at, at the at the with pressure. They're not going to do that with the Blues. The Blues have got too much firepower. And, and, I agree, and that they will score tries, and they'll They've stop. They've got a potent black line, back line. Yeah, they do. So I agree with you. But then it's the probably, arguably, the bigger game of the weekend, the one that's going to be really tough to pick, which is the Crusaders versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a good team. I know they might not have shown that as much, but they're still a great team with a great coach. Who's going to win that one? Now, would I would say last week you picked that the Hurricanes would beat the Crusaders, I and you did. were wrong. I was wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> Who are you picking this week? I'm going to pick the Crusaders. I okay. hope you're not wrong this week, mate. But I tell you what, the Chiefs have to do something special. They've lost. They've played two. They've lost two. They got a bit Backs of a backs against the wall, aren't they? They've got a. They have to win this to stay in touch with everyone else. Yeah. So that, so yeah. Okay. It's a must win for them. Whereas it's not a must win for the Crusaders, but they are. Well, playing they've only home. won one. They've only played one. Yeah. So the Crusaders could... If the Crusaders win this week... Chiefs are out. Chiefs are out. Yeah. Highlanders in reality, if the Blues win, they're out. Yes. So in reality... The Hurricanes have lost two as well. So the Hurricanes are out. So really it's Crusaders, Well, Blues. to be fair... And that's if, that game's... That game's if the Highlanders... The week. If the Highlanders don't win... They're not, means, out, I they're not out. They're not out. No, but they are, aren't they? Well, it's the Highlanders, so you just <laughs> never know. But so I'm going to go. Well, what are you going to go? Crusaders by Crusaders by five. It's going to be tight. Crusaders by five. Going to be tight. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm am going to go Crusaders by ten. Okay. The Rugby Forecast, guys at Rugby Forecast have got the Blues by 10, saying that the potential score is 23-13. They were very good last week. Very good last week. They were. And the Crusaders by 10. What right. did you said? 15, I said 5, didn't I? Well, how many did you say the Blues would win by? 15, the same as you. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. Okay, so that's pretty close. So we have... Next up is the quiz, Tobes, and you've promised, you've promised a great quiz where I'm going to learn about the hurricanes. My quiz to use is tw- my quiz to you well, is the actually, 25 can, years can I just, of Super Rugby. I'm sorry, but can I just say Rugby Forecast were not close. What did they get? Well, they had the Chiefs by five, okay, and the Hurricanes by one. Oh. <laughs> Okay, maybe anyway, they weren't as close yeah, as I gave them. Anyway, they normally are. They normally are. They normally close. are very close. Okay, yes, I, I do, I do. Now you can take what you will with this information. You can share it with others. You can dispose of it as you wish. I'll dispose of it. Yeah. <laughs> now what I would say two weeks in a row, I've been generous to you. So I took the criticism on board that I got through Twitter, saying I was unfair 
It was unjust how I treated you at the last quiz of the before we broke down for Village. lockdown. Now this is payback, right? Easy quiz questions <laughs> for you. You should know these. Cheers, bud. <laughs> All right, so no pressure. Okay. Are you going first? No, you're going first. Oh, why is it always me? Go on. My first question, mate. I'm go- I've got the... Hang on. So last week it was a draw, so... You need a draw one. Don't da-da, have a draw da-da. one. Here we go. Should I play the theme? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. No, no, you, t- you oh, tell me. You ask me. You. Yeah. Oh, oh, righto. <clears throat> so mine's about the hurricanes. Yes. Well, I've, okay. I've just mentioned, I've built that up. Okay. You know, I don't need to mention it again. <laughs> how, <laughs> how many current internationals are there in the hurricanes squad? Is this current internationals current or people ins- who have played international rugby? Current internationals. Okay, go on. 11. 11, that eight, many. Ooh. 10 or 7. Current internationals. Current internationals. There's not many, is there? There's not many. There's Dane Coles. He comes off. Uh, Geordie Barrett. TJ. Oh, it's Proctor. No, that was his brother. He was... He the played, midfield. Oh, but he's not current All Black anyway, is he? No. Ben Lamb's not All Black. Any of the front row, anyone else? Oh, okay. So how many? So I'm going to go lower number. Okay. So is that <laughs> seven what? Seven, eight, ten, or eleven? I'm going to go seven. Are you sure? Yes. Final answer. No, I'm wrong, eh? I know when you do this. <laughs> Final answer, <laughs> no. It's normally only when you're right I say that. Yeah, but not today because I can just see the glint <laughs> in your eye. Seven, eight, ten, or eleven? Okay, are you sure this is current All Blacks? Current All Blacks. I can bring it up if you want. Because there's Sevilla. <coughs> Frizzell's oh. not in there. Frizzell? He's Highlanders. Oh, sorry. Uh, Fafita's not in the All Blacks at the moment. It's got to be seven, mate. It's got to be seven. I'm going to go seven. Okay, you're wrong. Is it eight? It's ten. Ten? Yeah. Go on. <clears throat> so we've got... Dane Coles, yeah. TJ, yeah. Artie Sevilla, yeah. Jordy, Lamape. Oh, Lamape. He wasn't in the All Blacks. He didn't go to World Cup. Yeah, but he's still, a, anyway, Fafita. He's not in the All Blacks either. There's a guy called Kane someone who plays for Samoa. Oh, yeah, you've got me there. Amor. Sam Kane as well. Uh, Evans. Amor. Amor's not in the All Lomax. Blacks. It's what, it's what um, none of these lot went to the World Cup. That's a terrible question. That's what uh, I, I tell you. What <clears throat> I'm going off uh, Wikipedia, so that you can terrible, blame Wikipedia, not terrible. me. That's that's not that that's that's not current All Blacks. That's a terrible question. No, I don't. Hopefully, mind that I'll question. get some support from the Twitter sphere on this one. Okay, so uh, who scored the most tries in a single season of Super Rugby? Joe Roth, Ben Lamb, Lamape, or Falau? Who ben scored Lamb. the most tries in a single season of Super Rugby? Ben Lamb. Did he do it last year or the year after? Year before, sorry. It's Ben Lamb. Final answer. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. 
You didn't even do the wrong one for me. <laughs> I can't. How dare do. you? So it's one nil. Here's <laughs> yours. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, how many did he score? I think he scored sixteen from the from. What was it? You know? No, I would have a clue. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen. Right. Pretty sure. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen. <laughs> Village. Okay. My next awful question. How many regions or unions are represented by the Hurricanes? You good? Good question. Great question here. Like I've got no chance of getting it right. <laughs> One, eight, four, or six. Well, it's not going to be one. Okay. I'd say it's going to be more than four. Okay. It's definitely somewhere like uh, I take Crusaders is huge. So I'm going to go for the bigger number. I'm going to say it's eight. You are correct. Thank you very much. So we've got the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, hey. You get the best food at the East Coast. The East Coast boys. Hungy? Do you know um, the, the big mouldy fellow when I was there? He uh, came out of the kitchen with a big knife. And he was like, uh, food's up, boys. Food's up. Kai, Kai's up, fellas. Uh, thanks to the ladies in the kitchen. Oh, for, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've got yeah, East Coast, Hawke's Bay, Wairapa Bush. You've obviously got Wellington. Yeah. Hora Whenua and Kapiti. Yep. Manawatu. Wanganui. Yep. And the mighty Poverty Bay. Poverty Bay, mate. Poverty <laughs> Bay. Everyone loves the Poverty Bay. I'm not sure they do. <laughs> okay. Which New Zealand team was the last to win their first Super Rugby title? Was it the Blues? Was it the Highlanders? Was it the Chiefs? Or was, was, the, it the Hurricanes? was it the Highlanders? They, they won it in 2015 or 14. You are wrong. Oh, hang on. What? Okay. <laughs> I, I, missed, I missed the question then. Who was it? The Hurricanes, mate. They won their first one only, what was it? They uh, were 2015 then. They were just be, just before the Crusaders. Was that their first one? That was their first one and only one. Really? So the, the Highlands have won it once. Yes, uh, and they beat the Hurricanes in the final. That was 2014. And then the hi- the Hurricanes won it the next season. Yes. Was that their first one? It was their first one, mate. Yeah. Wow. The first one. I'm surprised. Good question, though. So what? it's one all with one to go. Good luck. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> Who do the Hurricanes have the worst win percentage against in Super Rugby. So not Super Rugby Aotearoa, Super Rugby. Okay. Stormers. <laughs> Crusaders. Sharks. Or the Brumbies. So you've got two South African teams there. Kiwi and an Australian team. Now, I, I know it's it's really tough, eh? but I, I just can't remember them beating the Crusaders that much. Now, I might be wrong here because, uh, you know, I'm not a Hurricanes fan like you were and then you've jumped ship to the team that's now beating everyone. You know, I'm not like that. I stick with my Crusaders through thick and thin. Most of the time it's pretty thick because they're pretty good. A bit like me. Um, I'm going to say the Crusaders only because I can't really remember them beating us that often. But it could easily be, I don't think it's the Brumbies. Oh, mind you, the Brumbies are 
have traditionally been pretty good, haven't they? they and have. it could be one of the South African teams because whenever you go to South Africa, it's damn oh, hard, it's to, hard beat to win. Them. Hey? But I'm going to say the Crusaders. Mind you, hang on, the worst win percentage, isn't it? The worst win percentage. So they play the Crusaders <clears throat> a lot more than. Yeah, true. Which means. It might not be the Crusaders. I'm going to go the Crusaders though, just because I've got to support them. Final answer. Yes, you are correct. <clears throat> so the Crusaders, uh, well, the Hurricanes against the Crusaders is 31.6 percent. Brumbies is 42. No, sorry, Brumbies is 46. Stormers is 42, and the Sharks is 50. Surprising, eh? I Very. thought it would be a lot higher. Really? Yeah. Would you like your last question, Topes? Yes. Remember, if you get this, we're, we're drawing, drawing two weeks in a row, Yeah. which is unheard of for you. Normally, losing two weeks in a row is the norm. Go okay. on, hit me. Who was the first player to bring up 200 Super Rugby appearances? Was it Wyatt Crockett, Kevin Mialamu, Ma Nonu, do you like how I've done the uh, extra bit? And Liam Messam. I was going to say Liam Neeson, yeah. the actor. <laughs> I thought you were going to say um, Leon McDonald. <laughs> so, White Crockett, Kevin Mialamu, hell of a player, mate. Hell of a guy. Yeah. Ma Nonu, hell of a player. Loves his seafood. Uh, and Liam Messam, proper Kiwi New Zealander, that. that so. Part. I know that Wyatt Crockett has the most caps. I think, most I think you gave caps. me that question yes. not that long ago. Yes. Yes. But I'm not sure whether he got more caps before Kevin. I can't imagine Ma'anonu getting there first or Liam Messam. I'm not even sure if they got 200 caps. <laughs> I there's no pressure on this because you, you do, you do realise that if you get this right we draw again. I know. If you get it wrong, then the yes. normal becomes back to normal. I I'm just talking what I'm thinking here. Mm-hmm. Speaking what I'm thinking with Kevin Mayalamu, he was a very good All Black and played for the All Blacks a lot. So that means he wouldn't necessarily be playing Super Rugby all the time. But Wyatt Crockett wasn't always in the All Blacks. I know that he played a bit. Okay. <laughs> so he might have played more Super Rugby than Kevin Malamu. But I'm still going to go. Can, can I? Can <laughs> I? I would. I would say that that apart from Liam Messam, yeah, they all played. The, you know, a the, lot, a lot for the All Blacks. Yes, a lot for the All Blacks. Even Liam Messam played a lot, but but Mahanonu, yeah. How many caps did he get? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm going to look it up. But he's played a significant amount. Not yet. You're not as much as Kevin Mialamu. You're right, but Wyatt Crockett was a massive All Black, huge All Black. You know, over 50 caps. I would be amazed if he's if he's if he's under 50 caps. Really? Yes. Obviously not 100 like Big Kev. Kev. I Kev. I'm looking. I'm looking him up, so I won't look at it yet. So I'll, I'll go with um, High Rev Kev. Final answer. 
High rev Kev. Yeah. First player to bring up his 200. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. I'm wrong. It's White Crockett. <laughs> Bastard. I talked to you. How many? Know. Go on. You find out how many uh, all black caps White Crockett's had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. How many? 71. 71, yeah. But over like 2009. <laughs> I wonder how many stints he had because I do remember him sort of being in and out. He, he, he was on the bench a lot. Yes. Towards the yeah, back end of true. his... How many age. points did he score? Oh, good question. I'm going to say... How many international points? International points, I'm going to say five. Ten. So it's good to try. <laughs> How, How many, many points for the Crusaders did he score? Quite a few. I'm going to say he scored 20. He scored 60. Yeah. Quite, quite a few. <laughs> 20. <laughs> well, mate, that go, is... Yeah. That You're is back to winning ways. I'm back to winning ways. I'm back to normality here. Uh, and it's been a great Super Rugby... I can't think of a better way to finish the Super Rugby podcast with me winning the quiz. Did 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 why, uh, did why Kevin Mayalamu get to 200 Super Rugby caps? Yes. Did I he? believe he did. Let's have a look. I believe he did. Blues, 164 appearances. Really? For the Blues? So he didn't even make 200? No. Wow. Anyway, mate, that is the Super Rugby podcast for this week. He played uh, for the Chiefs for a season. Yes, he did, yeah. Was that early on or was that? Two years into his career. Two years into his career, yeah. Uh, anyway, going back to wrapping up the Super Rugby podcast, yes, it's been sorry. a real pleasure entertaining you guys and girls out there. Always. Please remember the best thing you can do now is to give us a review. Yes. Press subscribe. Instagram. Follow. Ra- like. Grab your friend's phone. Double show them, tap. Show them how to download a podcast because yes. not everyone is as educated and as good looking as you lot listening out there now. Because you know what? If you're listening to this I tell podcast, you what, it's definitely not us too. <laughs> But as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Until next time. Adios. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.